are checked, fellas. <laughs> hey, happy International Men's Day to Thank both you. of you. Hey. Thank you. It's about time. Thank you. Being dudes. Yeah. Uh, you For know, the world. The, <laughs> the time when uh, International Men's Day is Googled the most is not in November when it actually is, but in March when International Women's, Women's Day, Day is. Yeah. <laughs> what was International Men's Day? Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> it's just a couple months ago. I missed uh, that. Why is it let always. Me, let me mark my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> why is it always so far away? <laughs> It always seems to be seven months away. So it's also David's birthday today. Yeah. Happy birthday, David. Thank you. Um, Happy birthday, David. Yeah, and it, it was just recently Chris's birthday. That's true. Mm-hmm. And um, so we are going to... So first of all, to our patrons, and you haven't had a bonus episode yet this month, and I'm really sorry for that. It's my fault. Um, but we are today going to record, finally, our episode on masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for my birthday. Yes, for David's <laughs> birthday, because you've wanted to do this topic for so long. I have, but um, but also because I'm a man. And also because you're a man. <laughs> Finally, men getting the attention they deserve. Finally. It's going to be good. I'm excited yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah. Because guess what? Guess who wrote a dissertation about it? Not the dudes. No, it was me. You yeah, did. Yeah, I did. I wrote a dissertation on men. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was rough. Yeah, it was really I rough I was pretty done by yeah, the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um so that is going to be your bonus content for this week and then you'll get another one so you basically your bonuses will be back-ended yeah this this month you're, um, you're getting the goods yeah all right we're gonna make it up on the back end <laughs> like you do like you do uh but we have a lot of stories for you yeah on the main episode today what do we what the world we... had a lot of stories for us it's yeah, yeah. that's true Let's see. Um, what should we start with? What do we start with? I don't know. Like, um, justice. Let's talk about... Uh, Favorite topic. Uh, yeah. Justice or the lack thereof. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, why, why not? Like, we're, we're thinking about it. It happened, like, a day or two ago now. Is Kyle Rittenhouse uh, got off scot-free. Yep. Uh, which I, I... Every single... With the exception of people who, like, make their living talking about... Uh, why politics is so derisive unless you do that for a living everyone's like we all knew that this was yeah. gonna go bad and everyone like, he knew was that gonna he was get gonna off. get off basically yeah yeah i don't like, even people like protesting outside the 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 courthouse yeah we're like yeah yeah we saw even this the coming. victim's parents yeah. like everybody knew that yeah. he was gonna get off i mean when you're like un uh unhandcuffed like sitting behind the the judge like looking at a computer screen <laughs> together like whatever that photo when was you're given like, the opportunity that's... to pick out of a hat like the people who are going to seal your fate or not yeah 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 so yeah i mean there was a biased judge from the start but a lot of it is actually just the law like right. it is the fact that he was acquitted is probably following the like this was not really a a miscarriage of justice in the way that we think of like no that person clearly violated the law and is not being punished for it like he really kind of didn't break the law which is fucked up like that's super fucked up but um it's true yeah we we live in a in a strange strange society indeed and the fact that um uh Kyle Rittenhouse is going to literally face no penalty at all. Probably have his bread buttered for the rest of his life. Yeah, he's got a lucrative career in uh, political commentating ahead of him. Yeah, didn't like Matt Gates and uh, it was like Tom Cotton or something both like say that they were going to like arm wrestle for uh, <laughs> him to be their their legal their like 
uh, office aide or something. Oh, really? Yeah, like they both want him. To... I think he already got a prime spot on Tucker Carlson. Or I mean, something. probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's got a punchable face. It can go right up on television. Yeah, yeah it's pretty insane. So, what happened? Like, why is it that this person was able to go to a protest and murder people and go home and make a cheese sandwich and go to bed, and now, finally, all these months later, uh, get acquitted? So. Well, it's, it's legal to have a extremely powerful firearm, yep. and it's legal to carry around, even in, like, extremely high-tense social situations where misunderstandings can lead to mortal violence. And it's legal to basically kill people when you feel that your life is in danger. Yep. And... That, and also the whole history of the United States, laden with all of its, you know, chauvinistic, nationalistic, like, white supremacist baggage and bullshit, and every, as well as the laws set up to largely defend that. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I, people who listen to this podcast know, like, I'm a gun guy. I think guns are super interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that, like, I'm fascinated by them. They're really fucking scary. And bringing a loaded firearm, like displaying it on your chest, you know, just like holding it with both your hands in the middle of a tense political situation is a bad idea. And we should not be setting a precedent in which somebody can do this and then actually kill two people and permanently maim a third and be able to, you know, have this dismissed as self-defense. It's like... There was no situation by which somebody needed to die before this dude brought this gun to this protest and then, like, incited a situation where he felt that he needed to kill two people and name a third. This is something that I don't, to to the best of my knowledge, the prosecution never brought up. Um, And, you know, I'm not a legal expert, so maybe there's a good reason for them to never bring it up. But, like, as... I didn't see any talk about the victims and their right to self-defense. Because if you see someone at a, you know, a a very heated political protest, I mean, you might even call it like it, you could call it a riot. I don't think it's wrong that it was Mm -hmm. a riot. I think rioting is valid political Mm -hmm. speech. Um, Carrying a massive gun and who has just shot somebody and you don't know why. And we live in the time of mass shootings. Um, yeah, that person no... who's trying to lunge at your gun is being a hero. Right, exactly. Almost certainly. Yeah, if it, if it, right? if it, like, if the only to... person in a situation who's shooting is you, right. and someone's trying to stop you. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't really see that brought up at all. Like, what about the rights of the victims? And at one point, the prosecution even kind of, like, denigrated one of the victims a little bit. I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, but really, the prosecution just kind of fucked the dog on this whole thing. Like, there were a lot of errors that were made by the prosecution, and the case just wasn't made. In in Wisconsin, um, if you are on trial for something like this, you don't have to prove that you believed you were in danger. The prosecution has to prove that you didn't believe that you were in danger, which is almost impossible yeah, to that's do. Yeah, that's a, it's proving even a negative. He's, yeah, even though he's fucking sense. taking selfies afterwards and, like, throwing up the okay right. sign and, like, doing all of these things that we would obviously attribute to a person who is not experiencing a great deal of, like, um, like psychic stress uh, for what just happened to them, like, 
I don't know. It just, it first of all was just an impossible ask. But second of all, it, in some ways, it feels like the prosecution just didn't even try. But then you, th- you think of like what prosecutors' offices' relationships are to police departments, like generically. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even there, you're like, oh, this case isn't going to go anywhere. Because one, they, they didn't ask for a change of venue, right? Which I think. Which is wild. To I, me. I, I think as soon as they, they had this court, th- this, this case in that jurisdiction, it was lost because a prosecutor has to have a tight relationship to the cops to like do their job mm-hmm. as prosecutors usually do their job right i mean like it's not I, I don't know if it's necessary but by the way that prosecutors work they're always like you know in lockstep with with the police and yeah, so it'd be hard to be an a cab prosecutor yeah yeah yes. yeah. And, yeah and and because the kenosha police department were were basically patting them on the back and be like great job keep a, keep these streets uh so, you know, keep keep that footlocker safe. You know, with your <laughs> w- with your with your weapon, they with fucking your giant gun. They yeah, fucking the, use the tank to deliver yeah. like supplies to him and his like teenage buddies. Right. Yeah, they that threw were like water uh, water bottles. Yeah, them, right? they they, for, they, water, they yeah. said, "Are you thirsty? Do you need right. some water?" And then they're like, "Thank you for your service." Blah blah blah. Like yeah. through the fucking loudspeaker. Yeah, right. Like so, that shit's insane. So like, you're not gonna have a prosecutor that's gonna want to touch that. Right. Yeah. Like, like if, if you put him in jail, that is a put uh, uh, Rittenhouse in jail. That's a that's a indictment. Not so subtle of, indictment. Yeah. yeah of, of the course, police department, yeah. too. So they're not as it was never going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's just like if the racial situation was flipped, if instead of him being there to uh, protect property and, you know, to be a devoted patriot, he was like spun as like, you know, a Molotov throwing like anarchist, like what? Yeah. Like, black identity extremist a category the fbi just made up really interesting yeah like he never would have made it to trial if he'd been black because he would have been shot there in the streets that night he never would have by the the cops by the by the cops cops. yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah because like he's the only person that wasn't law enforcement he was the only person period that shot anybody in that entire you know tense situation entire like the whole summer of blm the only people who died were from him i'm pretty sure Well, no, sure. there was a, another couple there was um if you if you consider the uh the seattle uh autonomous zone or whatever oh, yeah, like the, capitol hill autonomous yeah, zone yeah, yeah. um uh that there was a bunch of shootings and they were primarily maga chuds showing up and doing a terrorism yeah. and then leaving and there was i think at one point somebody who showed up like that and was killed on site by the defense forces there. If mm-hmm. I might have that twisted. Like, don't take that as gospel. But that's my understanding there. And then there was also a video that was went viral of a... They were ripping down a statue protest. And a guy brought a piece and was, like, pushing a woman and, like, grabbing her by the hair. And a bunch of people chased the dude off. And then when he got, like, pushed over down the street, he pulled this piece and shot couple people and Did one they of them die? yeah one of them died i oh, think i didn't i didn't even remember that. we do have a situation reversed um moment with like what well, his name was um i don't know how to pronounce his last name michael uh reinhold reinhold i think okay. who uh um uh kill, shot and killed a far-right trump supporter 
And then the cops found him and like just aerated him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. Like, like this was the dude. He they, went. He yeah. went on like Instagram or Facebook Live or whatever, and basically like had like a fresh like BLM tattoo on his neck and like a bunch of other stuff, and basically sort of insinuated that he was either guilty or like aware that the police were like looking for him. And then within hours, he was shot dead in front of his house or whatever. Yeah, the U.S. Marshals took him out. Yeah. So like that. That's that's how. When the situation is reversed politically, that that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's just it's 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 disgusting and crazy that you know this precedent has been set when a case as egregious as this and as um, videotaped as this. Yeah, it's just like the whole idea of like arguing that you have a fucking right to use lethal force when you've put yourself in a position entirely avoidably to raise the risk of mortal violence to be such that it's, you know, like hypothetically people drawing on each other is such bullshit. It's yeah. such bullshit. And it's possible we'll have uh, the verdict in the Ahmad Aubrey case soon too. And mm-hmm. I am not hopeful for that one either. Yeah. This is the young man who, it was a lynching. I mean, it was, yeah. this it was dude was a on lynching. a run yeah. and three white men with a gun and killed him. Yeah. yeah. And like a pickup truck, like made sport of catching and then shooting him dead. Yeah. And, you know, they claim that the reason they shot him dead is that he reached for the shotgun that they were brandishing and threatening his life with. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't even know. Like, yeah, like I wouldn't do that. Like that's some balls. Ahmaud Arbery was. A f- I mean, I have no idea what I would do if somebody was pointing a gun in I, my face because I, that's such a yeah. I'm not trying to yeah. I'm not I trying I to like Monday don't. morning quarterback that. I'm just saying like that level of like take like braver than I. I'd probably just be like fuck. I mean, you run from a knife and you run towards a gun. Those are the, yeah. the survival rules. Yeah. Really, you run towards a gun? Well, to disarm them. Yeah, you oh, don't wow. run away from a gun because it'll shoot you. It can shoot. Yeah, that's a good point. Really that's a really fast. good point. I guess you. You know, I haven't really thought I about where I heard trying that. to survive a, movie. <laughs> a yeah. potential shooting situation before. So mm-hmm. I shouldn't Monday morning quarterback. I'm just saying, like, that's like, yeah, yeah. So you know, speaking of a going to a place and just raising the amount of uh, likely violence. Um, NYPD officers don't want to be NYPD officers. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking funny. It's like nobody's forcing you, bro. Like you don't have to be a cop, believe it or not. Yeah, the, who who the, put out with this article? This is the New York Post. Um, we love them. They're a wonderful, trustworthy news outlet. They're the most uh, most respectable New York. You know, the New York outlet. Post used to be very, very liberal. Yeah. Yeah, very it, liberal. Well, it was only after Rupert Murdoch bought it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, it was a very working class magazine. Yeah, that's probably why I bought it. Hello, Ironweeds listeners. So I think I need to update a driver or something because at this point you're going to start hearing some like clicks and blips and kind of annoying sounds in the audio. I can't fix them. Um, I can only hope to fix them before the next episode. But if you find it just too irritating, you don't want to listen to it, skip ahead to about 21 minutes in this episode. And then the rest should be good to go. Uh, Sorry about that. And thanks so much. So more than half of NYPD cops wished wish they never joined the force in the first place, according to a damning internal department survey of 6000 uniformed officers obtained by the Post. Um, And all of them cite the like the same shit. You know, uh, the public doesn't like them. 
Um, you know, their job is so dangerous and so scary. Uh, uh, bail reform is mentioned as oh a reason that they want to, um, <laughs> they, they wish they, they weren't this, constantly. This goddamn bail reform. <laughs> bail reform. <laughs> Jesus. Even people on next door, somebody had their car broken into and like their papers rifled through and they and, and the comments are like, well, it's the bail reform. Yeah, we're going to get to an article that somebody whips that out as yeah. uh, one of the, the, yeah. the, the their, you know, hobby horses. Um, as yeah, it's the boogeyman everybody can look to. Yeah. A staggering 80% of the officers, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants, and captains surveyed now fear uh, aggressively fighting crime because of the threat of criminal liability being sued and being unfairly disciplined. Which is so ridiculous because it's, nothing ever happens to you people. Nothing has ever happened to a what like what, when was the last time something happened to yeah, a police officer? They all got defunded. I guess like the remember yeah, they did all remember they, they, they all got defunded. And that, yeah. that is why we have uh, actually six less cops than we uh, were fine with uh, <laughs> last year. So fifty six percent of cops say they wouldn't put on the badge if they had to do it all over again, and a majority feel the public disrespects them and distrusts them. Well, yeah, because you're fucking pigs. Like you're terrible. You're a terrible force for ill in the world. Of course, everybody hates you and, and disrespects you. Let's put it this way: if you felt this way, you'd think there'd be an opportunity, or maybe even an obligation, to I don't know. Do something to change uh, the way that people feel about you. Like yeah. I don't know, like yeah, maybe put lobby on a your mask union when you're in the subway. Or, uh, or <laughs> you could just start being nice to the public that you're meant to be serving. Yeah, you could uh, actually be a good cop, which is yeah. to say, uh, stop bad cops from doing bad things. That that's would not. Well, let's not go overboard. Chris. I'm just that's saying little, you're talking there, crazy now. There's things that you could do. You know, see something, say something. You know, any <laughs> NYPD out there, you know, you want to start uh, with uh, uh, from from square one. Prove it. Prove it. Uh, so according to one NYPD sergeant, a 16 year veteran, there is no other profession that is scrutinized as much as we are. The far left leaning politics are absolutely <laughs> destroying the city of New York. This is coming from uh-huh. a department that had like basically vaguely threatened the daughter of the last sitting mayor. Yeah. yeah. Like, not, not so violent. Not, not so vaguely. Right. He's like they arrested her and then like published her like social security number or something <laughs> like they like had her they're like hey mayor we have your daughter like it's like, like really uh uh yeah. like, like like comic book villain shit and then, and then these they're radical like, Why communists are trying like to destroy us, us? <laughs> why isn't anyone like us? <laughs> I mean, it, it's I, and and what is really telling is that like they all say this they all feel as though like this is gonna happen like something bad's gonna happen to them and yet they're they're not going to leave these cushy jobs. They don't well, do no, anything. They know they have the easiest, Listen, mo- best paying, best benefits job. More cops died in the last two years <laughs> than in the last like twenty. All right, yeah. and you know it's all in the line of duty. duty. All in the line yeah, of duty. It turns yeah. out. Oh God. Yeah, they. You know, it was just it, they. They. They're all just like diving in front of people, like to save them from someone coughing. They're just like <laughs> I just. That's all I see all the time is like someone coughs and a cop just oh, like man. dives in in front of them <laughs> to block the spittle. Yeah, it's really. It's so honorable, so beautiful, and they don't. They won't wear masks themselves because they want to like suck in all the viruses. Okay. 
serve they won't, protection. Yeah. They won't mandate a, a vaccine. They won't no. do literally anything to stop their number one cause of death over the last two years. Um, and it's because people don't like them. Yeah. If, if people liked them, then they would have... <laughs> All of this would be better. Yeah, they would not be killing themselves with COVID. They would not be just, you know, being trigger happy with, you know, people of color. Like, they just would be... They'd straighten up and they'd fly right. And really, it's on all of us. Right. Yeah. Because we... We, we failed we the We failed them. Yeah. You know, they won't protect us because we didn't protect them. From, in our hearts. From, yeah, from in our, our hearts. feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, just for what it's worth... Um, Fewer than half of the officers surveyed live within the city limits. Right. Yeah. They Just, all, you know, because they all, they all commute in from Long Island. So, yeah, fuck you, cops. Quit. I dare you. Maybe uh, we can get some pizza delivery people in to do a job that's safer than theirs. Yeah. You know what? If I decided that I wish I had never joined the job, that I could just up and leave at any time, you know, especially uh, if you believe in the sort of market meritocracy that most of these police officers do uh, and do something else. Well, I just do it. Just do that. I yeah. just do it. I'd leave the job go that I uh, decided somewhere. to do. Sit in front of a fucking computer monitor for eight hours, you know, with your feet up, like watching teenagers steal shit at Target and you still don't care. Like, just go do that. So easy. It's so easy. But it's know. because they actually don't hate their jobs and no. they're not miserable and they love their benefits and they love getting to walk around with a fucking chip on their shoulder and a fucking gun on their hip and intimidating everybody and making everybody scared. They love that shit. They love their treats. They love their discounts. They love their little free donuts and their free coffees that they get because they're fucking... These businesses are literally afraid of them and worry that if, you know, they don't treat cops well, then when they get robbed, they won't do anything because they won't. Yeah, you know, you have a sweet, a cherry fucking job. So o- shut up. Officer Maskless. Wherever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Officer Maskless died for your sins. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, frankly, your refusal to uh, pay homage to that is infuriating. Yeah. And yeah, no, you're right. It's rude. And, that, and that's why America... And soon to be against the law. superpower anymore. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, This is reminding me of like, I I think it was like Streets Blog USA, you know, some numtot website uh, um, uh, found all of the... Numtot? yeah, yeah, uh, new urbanist memes for transit-oriented teens. You remember what? that? Yeah, yeah. He throws this around as if everybody fucking oh, knows what Numpad is. All right, say it one more time. Okay, okay. No, it, it, it's it's a blog that's like very <laughs> into like urbanism shit. All right, but it, it's it's usually very milk toast and like nonpartisan. And but this time they they they, they took down all of the uh, license plates of um the uh, of cops uh, cops like personal cars personal vehicles and found that like on average they like parked in they like illegally parked like 80 percent of the time just like their own cars too they're just like just parking wherever the fuck they want all the time it's uh, uh, a that's another reason they don't leave these jobs because they need to feel they need to be in a position in which the rules do not apply to them that is like central to the cop mentality is like you you if they were to actually quit their job Rules would have to start up. They would just be normal people who would have to abide by the rules of society. Yeah, I mean, and they're fucking sociopaths. They're yeah, not rem- capable of doing that. Remember when their their coffee showed up late and that one officer like like had a conniption, like cried in her cop car 
for like 45 minutes on TikTok or whatever because she had like a late coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this it is was how poisoned, David. It's how delicate their their they have a very their delicate are. constitution. Yeah, their yeah. constitutions are just so delicate. <laughs> All right, so uh, um, we're not talking about elections anymore for a while. But one of the results of one of the elections, yes. right, is that now a uh, landlord, slumlord, slumlord, is the uh, representative for downtown in Troy. Her name is Emily Men. She is ostensibly a Democrat, uh, and uh, she wasted no time uh, arranging what is essentially an interview with her, disguised as a Chris Churchill column yeah. in the Times Union. <laughs> right, so if you're, it's a good way of describing yeah, it. Classic it's Chris. Yeah, classic. If, if you're not, um, if you're not from around these parts, you, you, it, we should let you know that Chris Churchill is like upstate New York's David Brooks. <laughs> yeah. right where he's like view from nowhere it's it's kind of in the center but it's definitely correct and if you disagree with him you're being unreasonable yep yep and uh and it's, it's just like the most milk toast as it's as milk toast as like the american psyche can be which you is usually pretty violent but it's in like a oh what why is everyone so mad at me kind of way <laughs> he, he's got he's had some good takes he's, he's like right, yeah, he's like a take lottery so is David yeah. Brooks. like yeah. yeah like he he uh, a broken clock yeah. he, he went on um a, a, a great deal about exposing and calling for resignations of of uh elected officials over the Edson Thevenin right. cover up yeah so, uh, which just tells you how bad that cover up was yeah, right exactly. yeah. even yeah. Chris Churchill <laughs> <laughs> like whoa something's going on here and i believe in norms right you know <laughs> this is this goes far beyond the the usual murderous norms like this one like that this he one. just yeah. wrote up yeah uh the the title of this is in troy small park big problems terrible wow. title wow wow uh and i love that the- <laughs> in troy small park yeah. big pro- it sounds like fucking um, like, look at Banner, David. Like, it just, <laughs> right. it's... Also, big yeah. problems in Park, not in Troy. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the Park is the uh, root and uh, both site and cause yeah, of right. uh, these problems. Yeah, and, and the problems are, so it's this, it is a tiny park called Barker Park. Uh, it's, uh, it's on 3rd and State Street, and it's, it's like... I don't know, it's kind of like a pocket park. Like, there isn't a ton of land, and there's not even a ton of grass. It's mostly like... It's like a courtyard, Yeah, almost, it's like a little courtyard not, plaza yeah. thing. And it, it's the park on the side of the street. There are two, like, competing churches. And this yeah. goes back, like, late into Troy lore. And the church side that Barker Park is part of was, like, the abolitionist church. And, like, the politically non-aligned as it related to abolitionism i.e pro-slavery uh <laughs> church was the one that has um All the, the, tiffany, the glass. tiffany glass yeah and it's a, very, uh, it's a very very wealthy church was that yeah. uncle sam's church uh no that's the the the, the steeple the steepled one okay uh yeah it's the one with a really tall steeple that there's I like, think was a frat like and now it's not. There's 20 churches in Troy. Yeah. Like 20 very elaborate fucking churches yeah. in yeah. Troy. And now they all just sit empty, which yeah. is sad. Yeah. We so, should turn them into bars. Yeah. Bar- Barker Park existed on the right side of history. I just yes. Want, yeah. yes. Well, well, Barker Park is the site of the former um, city hall 
that we burned down to avoid corruption uh, to avoid someone finding out a corruption. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's yeah. how we got the park. Well, that's, I mean, that, I, that's, I, he's like, what's on there now is all fairly new construction. Like, there's a parking lot. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's haunted land. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, and there's like a lot of people that probably like don't have stable, uh, shelter. There's there not a lot. a lot of places to exist if you're homeless in Troy. Yeah. yeah. There's not many places that you can go and just be. And there's a bunch of places directly around that park that cater to helping people who yes. are houseless, people who are, you know, economically precarious, etc. Yeah, like St. Joseph's is only like a block or so down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you've got like, there's the like a United Methodist. Yeah, Trinity. And then there's a United Methodist that like all does stuff for them uh and they hang out in the park and they're yeah. usually like and, I, I don't know I, like, i'm a is, dude but like i walk past them and i've never really been harassed or anything i never like, had a problem walking past there and i used to walk past like most days to get to my job and i never had a problem nobody I, ever harassed me i've never had a problem either i you know just drank out of people's like little flasks they were, they were passing around and like smoked joints with them and stuff and like <laughs> yeah it was yeah, yeah. and like they were really nice. Like, nobody ever... I never saw anybody either publicly urinate or defecate, which is something that's going to come up in this article. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody seemed real polite every time I've been there. I mean, I'm sure... Well, okay. Well, I, I'm i sure people do urinate and defecate. I'm sure that they do, because they are folks who don't have anywhere to... Many of them are people who don't have anywhere to live, and they don't have anywhere to urinate or defecate, because there's no fuck, fucking public bathrooms in Troy. So, like... By necessity, I'm sure that some people do. Um, but also, you're not going to die from poop. Like nobody's, <laughs> nobody's dying here. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean you I, could, I, but yeah. you probably won't. Well, yeah. unless you eat it. Like, <laughs> right. so just don't eat it. Problem solved. Don't walk into Barker Park and pick up handfuls of shit and eat them. And like, I, I do know that there's also like, like people have done drugs there. Like people, people do drugs like, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but people do drugs everywhere. And this is like, in like pissing and shitting. Yeah, people doing do drugs, drugs in the bathroom things... at the Ruck. Are we going to fucking condemn that? Right. Well, yeah. that's the thing is they do do that. Like in the areas where capital can get away with it, they do actually condemn areas where people are going to use drugs. Like the, when oh, I was... Oh, my apartment complex was condemned when I was a kid. Yeah. Not because it was structurally, it was condemned due to crime. Yeah. Yeah. So it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking they closed the bathroom at the um, uh, old Stewart's that I used to live in when I was li- living in North Central. Mm-hmm. And the re- the reason was that an, an employee got stuck with a needle that was like stuffed up underneath like where you reach to get like extra toilet paper. And like... That's really fucked up. Why it, did you put it in the trash? Oh, they were probably keeping it. Saving oh, it. they were... Oh. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But the point is shit's fucked up people are going to use hard drugs it's going to become a public health concern it's going to affect service employees like the most and like instead of doing something like safe injection sites they just close public bathrooms yeah yeah so um so here here's uh basically what uh um what emily men this new uh upcoming city council member is saying is basically we need to like crack down on homeless people in a park yeah uh um because something something property values well yeah i mean she doesn't say the the p word but you know it's implied um 
Yeah, she just says basically this is this is two blocks away from the police station. They should be ashamed that they're not sending people down there to crack skulls every other day. Yeah, and, and the, well, here, here's the actual, the actual quote: "The police really need to step their game up," said Men, noting that the police station. This is station, exactly how she talks. She's going to yeah. crack that whip, boys. Yeah. You need and to step girls. their game up. Uh, the police should be embarrassed. They should be mortified. So she's like, like, like egging them on to like. Yeah, you're not doing enough violence, pussies. To yeah. these people Man who up, have perhaps. lived downtown for their entire lives. Uh, men, a Democrat, once again. How many times do you arrest the same person before as a police officer? You're like, why are we doing this? There are not that many people in the city of Troy who create the majority of the crime, but if you can't remove them from the streets, then there are no consequences, and if there are no consequences, why change your behavior? If they're, if they're breaking the law, you can arrest them, and then, like, I understand that part of the bail reform that was largely overturned, so that's not really a thing anymore, is, like, you have to release them, but then you can charge them with a crime right. if you want. And if it's just stuff like like public urination, then like they don't deserve to be in jail for the rest of their lives for public urination. Like you're what like what what crimes do you want these people to go to jail for? Yeah. Well being and, being animals. Right. And yeah. having animal needs and you know you know yeah. in public. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is like the unspoken part, right? That, but it's only barely unspoken. Yeah. Is is that like, if, if they were doing something really illegal, like, like, you know, hurting people, then they would go away, but they're not. So, because it's not like the police, like, don't try to arrest them as hard. Yeah. Yeah. or, Or charge them with as much as they possibly can. And if, you know, like, yeah, yeah, and if that was the case, if the only reason that they ever like prosecuted crimes was like to profit off of keeping people in cages so that they had to pay bail or whatever, yeah. then like maybe city council members should be like focused on trying to solve those problems on a systematic level that would you know actually result. But I, well, I don't and, know. and like a lot of this is also just pushback from small businesses um, because if we remember years and years ago when there was talk of putting a methadone clinic in downtown Troy which, you know, is where a lot of people are using heroin. So that's where you would put it, where the people are using the drugs. Um, Vic Christopher led the charge with a bunch of other small businesses to say, like, you know, no, we're not, you you can't put this here. Um, The same would happen if a safe injection site was proposed. Um, yeah, there'd just be nimbyism. Yeah, it's up all and nimbyism. And they Troy. and even Chris Churchill acknowledges the fact that, you know, we talked about this back when it happened, which was when they removed the benches from Barker Park. For like the third time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they always like remove them, they come back. And, and, and go Churchill away. even yeah. says here that it's made it's made the problem worse. What, having no benches? Having no benches. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, because I think that... people who would have otherwise used the park just for leisure, just to like sit and enjoy the park. They're not there anymore. Yeah. And so now all so you have is... Are the people who don't have homes. Yeah. Who are so. just like out. And they're like, oh, there's like this little area where we can like stand and like talk to each other and like have, you know, a good time. And like that space should exist. And like if there's problems either aesthetic or legal with like, I don't know, there's ways of solving it. If they outlawed fucking... Uh, white wine, Emily men would be sitting in Parker Park <laughs> right. right now, like just just straight to the dome, just a, just a take it out of the box, just sucking on the teat of the bag of wine, <laughs> just cut so, off the corner, yeah, sucking on it. Just yeah. because your fucking addiction just so happens to be legal doesn't mean that you know you're any better than anybody else. Yeah, and and, it, and this is always, of course, the case with uh uh 
policing public space is that we frequently do the exact wrong thing to make a place safer or mm-hmm. like if you want a park to be safe uh put make it so that people will be in it all the time like the kind of pe- the kind of people you want to be in the park you know like that sucks but like you know if you want a park to be seem safe if you, he's like they also mentioned like this is the only park with a uh playground in it yeah which only right. went in there like you know for- yeah not very long ago yeah yeah which is like one like okay well maybe you should have another park with a playground in it yeah <laughs> like, like that that's that's one thing you could you could deal with but then the second thing is also like you know program put programming in the park right they like, do. do things yeah, in, in the, the su- park in the summer it's yeah. a completely different scene yeah well, and- but it's like that's the thing right it's yeah. like if you do things in the park like the 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 less uh, socially acceptable stuff happens less often because these are people that can be reasoned with. And, but like, if they need to take a shit, they're going to take a shit. Like that's like not. It, yeah. Uh, it's a boring that there are no public bathrooms in Troy. It's like, a huge it's, problem. It's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. And if, if it is such an expense of like cleaning a bathroom, right. And not having a like retail element, you know, profit seeking element attached to that bathroom, then like, Let's pay cops to clean bathrooms. <laughs> just make it part of their, right. their responsibities. I and, like the way you're thinking. You know, just like it's not get cost. In there. The, the, they didn't shut down the bathrooms because of cost. It's yeah. ideology. They down, yeah, it's pure ideology. And also, some of the buildings that say their bathrooms are closed to uh, to the public, they're really not. You can just do it anyway. I do that all the time. You should probably just get away with it. <laughs> it's really important to you know, like fulfill your animal needs. Yeah, it's just like, as far as human rights go, relieving your physical bladder and bowels is like right at the top. It should be. If you're be talking the top. about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like taking pissing a shit and shitting is and like, yeah. is so critical to a the idea of public space, even, even a little bit. Like, if you were to even encapsulate the idea of the city or like the block as like someplace for people, like for, you know, not specific people. But like people, mm-hmm. then having access to facilities to hygienically relieve yourself is like a fucking minimum. And like, I don't know, I would pay more taxes if I knew that there was a clean place for everyone to go shit and piss. Like that is. <laughs> and you can imagine that, like the technology that we haven't even looked into trying to develop of like self cleaning public bathrooms that we could totally do, but have, like yeah, never if tried. If Elon was actually trying to, you know, make life better for humankind, he'd right. like he'd make like a whole spin off electric boring company for our piss and our shit. Yeah, and make yeah. it so that everybody could that piss would and be shit. A true service, you know, to, like to I mean, the just, world. Just like imagine a uh, like a, a, a self contained unit. Right? Like a With, Japanese bathroom. Yeah, but but no, but the the whole thing would be like stainless steel, and then it would just work like a dishwasher, where like at, <laughs> at night it would lock for an hour, yeah. and a big arm would come down, and there would be a, and it would just like wa- like just everything would get soaking wet. You're talking soaked, about a CIP and, bathroom, yeah, yeah, yeah and, then, and then bathroom, and then it, and then it would just uh, be draining the floor, and then like and then and then you're done. Like what in there couldn't be like de- like like be soaking wet for an hour right well if you people put the paper were towels on the outside in there you know i mean part of the problem with public restrooms is that like look as with all things public not everyone will respect it some people will mistreat it people will break things people will um put things in there that don't belong in there people yeah. will you know like, put up stickers use for it the in shitty ways punk that, band. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking like worse than that. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. will try to, you know, flush to go containers. Like that's just, it's, it's just yeah. in the nature of people that some folks will not respect it. Yeah. That doesn't make it less of a right. Yeah. You, those are just, you just have to factor in those problems and fucking deal with them. And this is the problem with this like liberal worldview is that, you know, you just decide that there are certain problems that are just unacceptable, intolerable. Like if, if this is going to happen, then, you know, we have to shut the whole service down. It's like, um, you know, the, the idea that because there are people who cheat the welfare system, the welfare system is broken. Like, no, that's just, you just have to tolerate that. Yeah. It won't be everyone. Yeah. And also it's a failure of democracy. Cause if you were to go around and be like, Hey, like on the scale of one to 10, should we hire six more cops or should we allow for every human in this like area to be able to piss and shit in a hygienic manner, regardless of like where they physically find themselves at any given time. People would be like, Oh, the latter sounds like it would alleviate a lot more suffering. Like it sounds like I would benefit more directly from it. I don't um, think that the vast majority of Republicans would support a public yeah, unfortunately bathroom. Not. Like absolutely yeah. not. No. Sucks, do you think Kevin McCashin <laughs> what do you think Kevin McCashin would tweet yeah. if the city spent fifteen thousand dollars on a new public restroom? Uh, a hike a, a poorly uh you know, metered haiku. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm just like imagining Jim Gully like going on a rant about how like uh, there'll be like unwed mothers having sex in in public bathrooms or something and injecting will. like yeah. heroin into their babies in people are their... gonna do all kinds of things in them that's yeah. fine and it's, it's fine cool. and you should it's do it still it does not negate the fact that everyone deserves to yep. piss and shit yep yep when david and i had very first started dating very very first started dating um and it was it, there was this at our college um a conference called all power to the imagination and he was giving a presentation and it was the first time that my parents were going to meet him. And they had, my parents had just come back from Chicago and they, they bitched about how people pissed everywhere. They were like, <laughs> people were pissing in the elevator. They were pissing on the, tra- in the trains. Like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, my mom's like, it just smells like piss everywhere you go. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Cut to them uh, coming to David's presentation for the conference. And the title of his presentation is in defense of public, public urination. <laughs> 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 to be clear, the argument was one mostly what Chris is saying that like everyone has a right human to, right yeah to relieve themselves, but also it's a it is a useful metric for like does it smell like piss in here? If so, something's wrong. Yeah, let's add more money to social programs until yeah. it stops smelling like yeah. Piss if in your here. city smells like piss, it's it's <laughs> yeah something's Yo, you, wrong with your you city. You got a broke ass city. Yeah, you got a, a city w- that isn't you know uh, focusing on the primaries of uh, that grindiology that you need to have as a city. <laughs> yeah, to be a successful city, you need to wake up and you need to prioritize. You need to make a fucking Gantt chart. You need to put you know or an Eisenhower matrix. You need your urgent and you need your important and everything that falls into your urgent I hate and this important. Shit so much. You do that shit. And that includes setting up basic infrastructure for people standing, waiting for a bus, having to pee when they find themselves in public. Like, this is this is basic elementary shit. If we want to, like, raise our public infrastructure slash, like, public governance to that next level, you got to, like, prioritize what you got to prioritize. Your Stay mayor. on that grind. Your mayor has to put on Oakley sunglasses, get into a Toyota Corolla, <laughs> go into a Chipotle parking lot, and and just, like, like give a 20-minute lecture to his iPhone 8. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, about rising and grinding. And then, like, and then you'll get that success mindset. Rising tide. Yeah. You know, raises all boats, right? right? Yeah. You know, you, you start alleviating the the human suffering at a really low hanging fruit level of like high return for low investment like building a public bathroom and like paying people to like keep it clean and safe yeah it's the shit everybody's quality of life goes up so yeah emily if you're listening and i know you are just stop just stop just stop it just stop (laughs) like Stop doing this. everything. Yeah, just move. Move away. <laughs> move to Schenectady. S- sell your buildings go, back go, to your tenants. Go terrorize them. Yeah. yeah, sell your buildings to your tenants. Yeah, go go back to Wisconsin. Go go bother a colony or something. Yeah. I, you know, I was uh, while we were on break, I was thinking about, um, that t- well, I was thinking about that time that I put uh, benches back into Barker Park. Oh, right. Like yeah. myself. And I got to remind everybody, DA gets the goods. Oh. It took two months for the cops to go and confiscate the benches that I built and put in the park and bash them up with hammers. But for those two months, people sat down. People had some benches. And so, Emily Men, if you're listening, don't talk about it. Be about it. Move away. <laughs> <laughs> Direct action yourself out of out the of, county. Out of the city, yeah. <laughs> to a place where people in public doesn't bother you. Yeah. All right. So we've already covered, let's see, uh, cops don't want to be cops because the bail reform. But what if we just got rid of all the laws? I like that idea instead, a lot. And then they wouldn't even have a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Right. Of course you are. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa, really, Chris? Wow. Yeah. uh, uh, So, um, uh, we called this. Yeah. Chris, you remembered uh, when we were setting this up, but we called this like a year ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. That the Republicans were going to start like... They're owning gonna be, the they weed. They were going to route the yeah. Dems on marijuana. Yeah. On, le- yeah. on legal yeah. marijuana. They were going to lean, lean into the uh, one of only two libertarian positions that uh, I actually jive with. <laughs> 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 Legalization of all yeah. drugs. Yeah. The, the the other one is something about age of consent law. Chris is, <laughs> Chris is learning. Much, yeah. all right, he's, it's the anti-war. He's, he's got to evolve anti-war. on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but no. Um, uh, so... This uh, Politico article that we found on it is itself um, uh, worth, uh, like, quoting a couple things because it, it, it tries a little too hard to be cool, which is funny. But, um, I, I mean, actually, it doesn't. There's just, like, one sentence in here that I don't understand why it's there. Um, so, you know, the, the, the article sets up the thing that basically, like, Republicans are going to start trying to make weed legal at the federal level. And then it says... As Republicans wade into the weed group chat, they are bringing their principles, oh constituents, and special interest groups. Jesus like, what? Like, what? <laughs> they, they have like that's uh, so fucking cringe, right? Yeah. Is that, that's going to be like a like a new uh, like Beltway metaphor is like a group, chat, group chat instead. Of, oh, yeah, God. I don't. Please stop. <laughs> Please don't do that. But yeah, so um, 
And yeah, and they're going to use the same rhetoric that they that they always use. I wonder how they're going to tie family values into like weed consumption. Well, Will they so be like, yeah, this is what you got to do. You got to get the octo responsibility, out, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like if you're a good enough parent, this won't matter. Because yeah. you taught your kids that the devil's lettuce will will uh, kill your prospects of ever going to Notre Dame and becoming a warlock lawyer that <laughs> pieces <laughs> in a skull and then like you know it gets rid of abortion access in in the Dakotas or something. See, I think they're going to lean hard into weed. I think it's going to yeah. be a long arc. I think it might take another twenty years, but I think that they're going to you know be be pr- extremely pro weed by and get Cheech and Chong to speak at the next CPAC. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're gonna be like, where are the guys? Where are the guys that gave you? It was the Democrats that w- were doing the war on drugs the whole time. Yeah, you know? yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard Nixon, he was a Democrat. Yeah. Um so uh so Representative uh, Nancy Mace of South Carolina. South Carolina does not have medical, it does not have legal, it's nothing. Yeah. Right? Um uh she says we need the federal government just to get out of the way. Which, you know, that's yeah. Very classic say, conservative value. They, yeah. they say that yeah. about everything else is like the government needs to get out of the way so it can get out of the way of the legal weed business. It's got to get out of the way of this immigration policy. Like, it's just, you know, <laughs> it's it's forcing its hand really heavy on all the states. I mean, there's a lot about maybe, and maybe the article gets into this, but there's a lot about legal cannabis that uh, dovetails with conservative values. Uh, small government, less regulation. Um, uh, small businesses, improving the economy, like those are all things that... Farming rights? Yeah. Yeah, and definitely like rural areas can benefit a lot from... This is one of the things. It's like healthcare for everybody on a socialized program like a Medicare for All is actually popular even with quote-unquote self-described conservatives. Um, And legal weed is massively popular. Yeah, legal weed. Everybody wants legal weed. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, just like listen to the people that were a- around uh, Representative Mace when she introduced the bill. It was it was veterans groups, medical marijuana parents, cannabis industry lobbyists, and the coke-backed Americans for Prosperity. Like that's that's who was with her for yeah, this. Prosperity is right? good. Yeah, prosperity. Yeah, you, you know what? You can make money selling weed. Exactly. You know, uh, uh, and, and it, it, it's just like so. Um, it's it's just like more money that Democrats leave on the table, like they always do. Yeah, uh, it's like um, they, they're even willing to like, or at least Mace here is willing to like put in like criminal justice reform in there. Like, they, <laughs> like they'll do it all. Like they will do it because well, it's so fucking popular. Yeah, and also think about the fact that they're like, well, if um, you know, forced labor of incarcerated people is going to go away because the national you know, wind on weed legalization is blowing in that direction. Well, let's get ahead of this and let's get in on the profit center of the actual weed distribution. Yeah. And, and right? production. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, they do say that there is a uh, pushback from within the, the GOP, right? And so, that's justice. Yeah. 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 They, so there is pushback within the, the, the GOP. So the, um, the uh, Republican party chair of South Carolina uh, condemned her. <laughs> Uh, unequivocally and said that uh, since this will have widespread negative impacts, a giant ad just blew up for a watch in front of my brothers <laughs> while I was reading. Makes you want to watch them, right? Yeah, do you want to watch them? Yeah, I have no idea where I am in this article now. Thank you, Politico. I don't need a gigantic chronometer watch. 
Since this will have widespread negative impacts from rising crime, violence, and mental health issues in children, I think it's safe to bet... Safe bet to say most Republicans will be against it too. I, I mean, I, I, the only thing I can think of is that like your pa- like parents are going to be so stoned that like kids will have to like make dinner for themselves once a month or something. Unlike all the fucking <laughs> drunk parents out there today, just ignoring their children happily. Or or, or maybe true. yeah, or maybe they'll just like get a like uh, kids will get like an unhealthy like relationship to like Scooby Doo. Like for once, the parents <laughs> don't want to watch Scooby Doo, or you know, the kids don't want to watch Scooby Doo. The parents do, <laughs> right? And, and then like the parents sitting there, and they're like, "Oh fuck, all the bad ghosts are really just real estate developers," <laughs> right? and that's what they call getting yeah. Scooby pilled. <laughs> that's what you get the, the Scooby snack. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the um, uh, the. Just like these deep red states, Missouri, Idaho, Wyoming, they all have uh, legalization initiatives on the way in GOP, in the Republican Party. They have, um, there's a ton of stuff that is, um, uh, where was it in, in, in North, it was in South Dakota, I think it was in here. Um, they, it was a 54%, uh, support from a, a ballot measure to uh for for legalized cannabis and then the the uh governor um veto like got like backed some sort of court challenge to it so like so it, it seems really like all all over the place where like i i do think republicans are going to pick it up pretty quickly especially if trump gets in again he's like he just you know oh, there's like God. a dollar please side. don't please don't say that it's <laughs> gonna happen yeah but like it's it's just gonna it seems like there are some that like just aren't hip to it yet they don't understand like how just how much you know like uh, political goodwill and money that they can get from this because they're yeah. they're still operating on an old playbook but so so many uh uh like up and coming politicians that want to make a name for themselves are gonna are going to jump on this because of course they are. Why wouldn't they? I mean, John Boehner immediately became a uh, executive in a weed company, like immediately yeah, after, after leaving. leaving Congress. Yeah, which is, I think, when we said like yeah. Republicans yeah. are, are going to own legal weed. Yeah, and uh, and of course they are. You know, it's it 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 slots in with pretty much every Republican talking point, and uh, and it's extremely popular. So. Yeah. Why the fuck not? It really just seems like the o- the only difference between Republican and Democrat backed like um, uh, legalization measures is like the amount of taxes that you'll levy for it. Which you know, get, guess what? Like, guess which one's more popular, right? You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck. You know, fuck's like. <sighs> That's so, why the Democrats should have done it a decade earlier. Yeah, just do it for, like especially it or already... do it now. Do yeah. it or do it now. Right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fine. You could yeah. just own it. <laughs> I don't understand why, you know, with the like the shit state of the economy, people having, uh, as Biden pointed out, like, you know, Joe Biden basically implied that like his stimulus checks have led to uh, the rise in inflation, which, you know, like is we were talking about this off mic. But like when you have people with more money than they had before and fewer goods to spend it on. Because of all of our supply chain issues. yeah. Yeah, it's a recipe for inflation. You know what people could spend their money on? Dank, dank weed. And yeah. all of the accoutrements that uh, accompany it. 
Like, this is a totally untapped sector of the market. You can get the, the little, little trays that you break it up on. <laughs> little trays, you little can, scoopy thingies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scoop have, the, have a Trump tray. Yeah, right. I'm sure those exist. Best grinders trays. with Trump, yeah. uh, Trump's face on them. Ma- uh, MAGA grinders. You think of all the bodegas that just all of a sudden have a new section. Uh, that that like right next to the flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, right. It's just like weed shit. Which yeah, we, which already exists. Yeah, yeah. But it could be even bigger now. Yeah, and yeah. You, can, uh, you know, maybe make 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 those rolling papers at home. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Bring 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 the gotta bring those jobs back. The rolling papers of the glass blowers. Right. Yeah. The, the glass blowers. The yeah. uh, 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 shout out to Prism. <laughs> <laughs> Phil from Prism uh, it taught me how to uh, blow. Yeah, good guy. Glass. Yeah, yeah. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what. What else can we make in America that people who love weed? Uh, TV shows. You watch more TV shows because you're so stoned. Yeah, you could do you're, that. I think you're getting. I think this is a stretch. No, I, I. I think I'm. I'm actually definitely more Taco Bell sales. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ooh, no, I could use some Taco Bell. Yeah, no, I, I see. I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. Definitely, yeah. No, you're you're yeah. brilliant. I know There's what no I'm talking about. That. But yeah, all the Democrats just don't want to get fired by Joe Biden, right? Yeah, because they don't want to come out as members of the Chum Gang. Yeah, famously, man, he is not looking good. He is not. I know we say this like all the time, and we've been saying it since he was running. But like, and it's always more true each time. Yeah, like, he's, he's really just not. I don't know. He doesn't sound or look good. But and you just got that colonoscopy, which is really funny to me. Yeah, so uh, I, I should put this on 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 the show. I'll get get on the record uh, you have a with big this fart with this conspiracy <laughs> theory <laughs> is that um so it was just it was just going to be put out in the press as a routine procedure, and Kamala Harris's uh 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 office leaked that it was a colonoscopy to embarrass him. That's what I think happened. It humanizes him in my mind. You know, you got to go. Yeah, but he's yeah, getting up I mean, there. It was his birthday the other day. Yeah, he, he's yesterday. Seven, he he yeah. was what seventy nine now. Something probably. Hold on, let me check this. Fact no, check. All right, sorry. He's seventy eight. He's seventy eight. Oh, well, then a spring chicken. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. He's so young. So Happy so birthday. it was really funny to me because so I had to have a colonoscopy years ago because I was having serious digestion issues and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. It um, turns out she just ate a battery, like one of those little button batteries. It was actually just stress. No. Uh, and my gastroenterologist did not think that that was real. So the stress wasn't real. Yeah. He thought it was something else wrong with me. Wow, must it be wasn't. A pretty they, chill they looked at me mouth to pooper and they found nothing. But or so that. if you have never had a colonoscopy, you basically have to starve yourself for like, I don't remember how long, several days beforehand. And then so when you get it done, there's like nothing in you but Gatorade. Um and they tell you don't drink red or purple Gatorade. And at the time I just thought like maybe it was because I don't know, there was something, some something in the dyes that was bad. No, it's because when you're done with your colonoscopy, you will just be like shitting Gatorade for like two days. And that's all. That's all that's in you. Oh, shit. And it's... No, it's Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and if it was red or purple, you would think that you were dying. Like, And so uh, the colors will be less uh, fearful if they aren't red or purple? Well, I would rather have a bunch of yellow 
Gatorade coming out of my asshole than a bunch of red Gatorade coming out of my asshole. You just like look at it and go, oh, that's definitely Gatorade. That's definitely that's not, not blood. Like that's definitely a not color blood. from like my body. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, I just think it's funny to think of Joe Biden like sitting on the toilet, like the leader like of the world. Like he's doing world. that right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny. Living in a free world. <laughs> Yeah, leader yeah. of the free world just shitting his brains out like the Arctic blast Gatorade. I you know what? Kamala didn't pull anything tricky while she had the reins. Yeah. She, she had a perfectly good opportunity to raise colon cancer awareness and like build a brand <laughs> about being like proactive in your own healthcare and yeah. like, being responsible. And like, yeah. you know, I mean, going and getting a colonoscopy, that, that shit's heroic. It is so unpleasant. You're saving your future self yeah. by going undergoing a very uncomfortable and anxiety-inducing operation. It's important, though, as you, you know. get older. You got to make sure you don't have anything growing in there. Yeah, yeah but... It's important. You know, but it is unpleasant. It, it's something that a lot of people um, put off. And, yeah. you know, that's just part of toxic masculinity. True. Um, it's true. Check out the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> patreon.com slash ironweeds. Bonus episode. Well... I don't know about you guys, but I'm in the mood for a wildflower. Yeah, let's do a wildflower. Although I do think that Biden shitting Gatorade violently <laughs> is kind of, you know. It raises my spirits. So this came out like earlier this month, um, and David made fun of it when it did come out. But um, cats can track your invisible presence using only their ears. This now, is David called heard hearing. This. Yeah, David heard this and was like, what do you mean your invisible <laughs> presence? That doesn't make any sense. But basically, this was a study out of Japan that found that a stationary cat can track its owner's location using audio cues as they move about the house. Um, and so basically, like, cats are keeping kind of a mental map in their heads of where you are. And the way they found this out was they... they uh, recorded the cat's owner's voice and they set up speakers and they would play the owner's voice in like one speaker and then in another speaker in a way that like they couldn't have moved to that location and then they gauged the cat's surprise on a scale of one to four <laughs> I, I love the idea of someone in a lab coat just like looking at a cat's face they're like that's a surprised cat that's that, a three that's, that's a, a, solid that's three. a three and a half yeah. Yeah. yeah um and i just think it's really cute because you know, and this is kind of the point of the um, the article and, the, and, you know, in some ways the study. But it's like we tend to think of cats as these like very aloof kind of um, space cadets. Yeah. Uninterested yeah. above it all. Like some cats are like that. And some put cats that are like on, that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which I wonder if they controlled that controlled for that in the study. Mm, like individual question. cat personality aloofness. Yeah. <laughs> How well, do you I control mean, for that? That's a one. Yeah. So one on the on right. the surprise scale. Yeah. Because the cat doesn't care. Right. Um, but basically like what it, it combined with lots of other studies that we've done on cat uh behaviorism is that actually like cats do form it's like really strong, meaningful bonds with their humans that like they do love us and care about us and pay attention to us. Um it's just that it's not always in ways that we can like recognize, you know, because they're not like dogs. They're not like outwardly social the way that dogs are. Um, cats are basically like Jason Bourne, you know, they, they know so much about the situation around them. They're like, all right, I know that this person could take like six steps toward me before I'd have to like jump, et cetera. And they're processing everything on like a super high, like mathematical level, but they're doing it all the time. So they get bored with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they yeah. just like look at a sunbeam. <laughs> they can also like run from rooftop to rooftop. That's another thing that they share with Jason Bourne. 
That's yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty much Jason Bourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good that we never taught them how to shoot. It's yeah. very good, yes. Because cats would be shooting everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that that's, you know, I don't know. I think that they would shoot some things. But, like, I don't think they would shoot us for the most part. Some cats would probably shoot their owners. You, but, like, my cats all love me, except for Lucy. But if you could teach, like, a, a team of cats to shoot, you could, like, do a massacre with a laser pointer. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Or one of those, uh, like... Uh, dance hall laser like decoration light show things <laughs> right you just point that just like into it oh my god so i really like the last sentence in the cnn article um the uh this researcher who did the study his last name is takagi cats spend most of their time sleeping and people often think that it's good that cats just sleep takagi said but cats may be thinking about many things no oh. I just think that's really cute. I definitely see cats like having dreams. Same thing with dogs. You know? Yeah. It's like oh, li- yeah. living around other non human animals like teaches you a lot about the depths of certain charismatic, you know, mammalian fauna uh in terms of their brains and cognition. Yeah. Like the cats, what's it called? Like abstract thinking or whatever? Like the uh knowing about something when it's not there? Mm hmm. Whatever that's called. Object permanence? Yeah, object permanence. Cats absolutely have our object permanence. Oh, yeah. And they notice every little change about their environment, and they have to oh check it God, out. Oh, my God, they're so curious. Yeah. yeah, anything moves or changes or is added or taken away, and they're, they're on it. Yeah. It's really annoying. It's very <laughs> annoying. It's very fucking annoying. Yeah. But, like, my cat, Emma, for example, like, if I am crying or, like, very upset, she is she's on it. She is, like, instantly... At, like in my lap, like um, very present, you know. Um, and I feel very blessed for that. Hell cats yeah. are so great. <laughs> yeah, they're cats. great. This was definitely the most Japanese uh, science experiment I've ever heard. Very, very <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I would love to know if they made like a uh, like gesture scale, like you know, like if the cat like turned its head, it would be like a, you know, like a one. It like turned its head and bugged its eyes out. It'd be like you know, like a two. I think it was ear wiggling played a, played a big role. Oh yeah, uh, th- th- yeah. Yeah, this probably means that somewhere in a Japanese like animal behavior journal, there is like a fig, you know, like figure three, <laughs> and it's like just like four uh, uh, illustrated faces of cats, like in like different levels of surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to go find that. Yeah. Wonder if they're anime. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of Ironweeds. Yeah. Um, Chris, you have a a, a petition that you oh, yes, want folks yes. to sign. Do you want yeah. to tell us about it? Yeah, I think I had talked about it on a previous episode. I don't know if it's behind the paywall or not, but um, uh, there's a bridge uh, in Troy, one of the uh, many important bridges that connects um, the east and west side of the Hudson. Um and this is the Green Island Bridge, and it is really, really bad for cyclists. I've had to ride over this bridge for over a decade as part of my uh, regular commuting. And uh, I have a lot of opinions about the uh, civil engineering that went into it. Uh, namely, there's this one particularly bad um, section of it, which is coming north on the west side, taking a right and going east over the bridge. There's this like odd highway on-ramp style yield lane 
And it is a death trap for cyclists because yeah. if you are coming south on um, George Street, which is sort of like the main drag of the village of Green Island, uh, and you want to take a left onto the bridge going into Troy, you basically have to pass uh, two lanes of traffic and then this yield lane, which people like roll into at like as if they're merging onto a highway. Well, they're coming right off a highway there too. Because yep. I, I took that. Uh, David and I drove through that intersection across the bridge just last night. And, you know, part of it is that either when if you get to that choke point, you're either a coming from a sort of denser urban street grid. And Mm -hmm. this is the first place that you've had a chance to speed up a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. or you're coming right off 787. Mm-hmm. And so you're already in like a, you know, you're going like 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And the geometry plays into the psychology of it all. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. the Green Island Bridge has like, you know, whatever it is, 12 foot wide lanes or whatever. Yeah. And everything's so, so wide. It's hard to tell how fast you're going because you don't have things close to yeah, you and, speeding by. And so you yeah, treat it car. like a highway, yeah. even though the whole thing is like 700 feet. Yeah. You right. know? And so people get up to like 40 miles an hour just to go into a, you know, red light yeah (laughs) but whatever it's really dangerous and um you know most of my career uh having taken you know this bridge this one intersection is like the most risky because like you basically have to turn around and make eye contact with cars as they're coming on and make sure that they see you as a cyclist and that they're not going to just like run you over because they looked over their shoulder for a quick second to see if they were going to strike a car and then just gun it. they're only looking for a car. Yeah. And they're only worried about themselves, which is obviously the case for most people. Like, you know, they're worried about crashing into another car. And then when they gun it, there's a cyclist that's often in front of them that just had to come away from a stoplight and cross two lanes of traffic. Mm -hmm. And now they have to cross two more to get onto the right side of the bridge because otherwise cars will flip out at them if they're in the middle of these highway width lanes. And so anyway, a friend... Which is so ridiculous because there's so much room there. Yeah. Like there's so much room. You could easily pass. You could easily share that road with bikers and not lose any space. But ultimately, there's a bunch of engineering solutions to this that are not only already envisioned, but funded. And the mayor of Green Island is basically like, you know, holding up the works because it's not her idea. Like that's somebody, you know, um, who is on the inside of the knowledge of this has told me. Yeah. So so, just real quick to get put some some specifics on it. There is. Yeah, there's four hundred thousand dollars in place through the Hudson River Valley Greenway project. Uh, and, and it would connect this to the Empire State Trail, which is like a long, like a great state, bike trail, statewide trail and they, system. And it, they just include, uh, yeah, they just extended it yeah. all the way on the, um, the, the riverfront park, like around, um, dinosaur and stuff. Like, yes. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, and it's huge. Yeah. And so like you can, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, the, the money's in place. It, the plans it, are in place. Yeah. The plans are in place, but yeah, this, this one mayor, uh, uh, Ellen McNulty Ryan. Wow. That is an Italian person. Or as an Irish person right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ellen McNulty Ryan is refusing to approve the plan. Uh, yeah. So it, it's, uh, you know, so it's no, there. All, it would be great if she did, because it would be great to not die. Yeah. <laughs> as somebody who's been hit by four cars and somebody who's taken this intersection, you know, hundreds thousands of times and had like dozens of really close calls with cars that are just not driving as if they are you know yeah. in shared traffic 
you know, in a sleepy village <laughs> going into a small city, you know? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Please check so it out. The, Sign the change shot or change.org petition. Mm-hmm. It currently has uh, 866 signatures. Once it receives a thousand, you know, it'll be featured in recommendations and um, be deliverable. So, uh, that is in the show notes. Please sign it. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ironweeds. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, we're about to record our, our uh, Dudes Rock episode. And then we're thinking about, what was the other one we might do? Rod Bl- Blagojevich? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we might do that next week. Have you watched it, Chris? I have. Okay. Yeah, okay. So maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah. I might want to rewatch it. I might just want to rewatch it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. charming. Um, and you can find all of that wonderful content and more at patreon.com slash ironweeds. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter. Ironweeds Pod. You can find us on Instagram. Ironweeds Pod. And you can send us an email. Why don't you? At Ironweeds Pod. At gmail.com. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.